Okay, beautiful. Okay, Beruchim Abayim to Aitorah. Beruchim Abayim to the Zoom members. Just gonna put a mute just to make a little boss quiet. Okay, Rabotai Beruchim Abayim Beshem Hashem. It's Wednesday mornings, 10 15. That's when we study the Tehillim. It's a project that uh, is the brainchild of our good friend, Dr. Rafi Medeb. We study these chapters, of course, Le'ilun Neshama, the Tzadiket, his mom, Lily Le'ah Bat Virginia, Mrs. Lily Medeb, Aleha Shalom. Ruach Hashem Tenihana Begana Eden, Amen. This morning, uh, one of our members, Jonathan Cohen, Yishmire Wa'el, has asked to dedicate the uh, Shi'ur in memory of his mother. The Yurt site is today, Zohara Bat Yakot, Ruach Hashem Tenihana Begana Eden, Utinishmata Tzura Betzura Hayim, Amen. <clears throat> we're going back uh, in order. I think we're up to chapter Kaf Aleph. We skipped it. We went around. Now we're going to come back and uh, try to say some Hidushim. It's not a, uh, an easy chapter. David Amelech is referring in this chapter to the uh, eventual uh, arrival of Mashiach Tzedkenu. And he's talking about how uh, the Mashiach will overcome all his enemies and God will answer his tefillot. And there's going to be a great keter that he's going to put on the, the head of the Mashiach. And there's going to be berachot at that time and prosperity. That's the, the main theme of the, of, of the chapter. Uh, if you look at the first Rashi, by the way, in the chapter, So Rashi says that that's the, uh, that's the theme of the chapter. God, when you... Uh, reveal your strength to the world. Who's the Melech? Mashiach. The Melech will be will rejoice with you, because Mashiach is going to have a lot of enemies. Gogumagog. There's going to be a lot of um, wars and antagonists that are going to try to uh, subject the Mashiach. And when Hashem is going to finally reveal Himself to the world, then Hashem When God shows His strength, Oz Yismah Melech. And as a result of Bishuatecha. In your salvation, ma yagel me'od, how much the Mashiach himself will rejoice. It should be pointed out that we know uh, David himself, uh, some say is the Mashiach. David uh, did not have any life. David was actually not granted any life when he was born. Uh, his life was actually on loan from Adam Rishon. The 70 years that Adam gave from his life uh, David. So therefore, the, uh, the, the journey of the neshama of Mashiach actually starts from Adam Rishon, then goes to David HaMelech, and then becomes Mashiach. That's why Adam is Rashid Tevot, Adam, David, Mashiach, which is the, the journey of how the Mashiach comes. That's why if you look at this uh, first pasuk that we just read, Mayagil Me'od, why did it say Mayagil Me'od? The Odizerem is to Mashiach, Adam, David, which is a remis to the, to the journey of the Neshama of the Mashiach. But the Botai, uh, this week we had the uh, yurt site of the Abir Yaakov, Menu Yaakov Abu Hasera from the Manhur. Shalom, again Alenu. So uh, I'd like to say Dirash uh, on this Pasuk from the Abir Yaakov. Zikhotoy again Alenu, Amen. So he learns. 
that the melech over here, of course, is Mashiach. That's the simple explanation, the way that she learned it. But there's other melachim in, 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 in Jewish history. And I think it's fair to say the first Jewish king in history, who would you say the first Jewish king in history is? It's got to be Yosef. Yosef HaSadik is the, the viceroy in Egypt. So he comes along and he says, Hashem Be'ozecha, chapter Chaf Aleph, Hashem Be'ozecha Yismach Melech, Vehu Yosef, it's referring to Yosef HaSadik, Shaya Melech Al-Kom Mitzrayim, like it says in the Pasuk, Yosef Hu HaShalit Al Ares. Now, in what Zechut did Yosef merit to be the king, to be the Mashbir, to be the Mashbiya over the whole Mitzrayim and ultimately over the whole, the whole world? So it says, V'zacha lema'ala zu, Bishvil ha-Torah shaya osik ba yotin me'ehav. It's only because that he was osik ba Torah. More than his brothers, like the Pasuk says, V'Yisrael ahabit Yosef bekol banav. Why did Yaakov Abinu love Yosef more than all the brothers? Ki ben zikunim hulo. What is ben zikunim? The Targum explains, Are bar hakim hule. Bar hakim, which means he had the wisdom of Torah. Rashi said on that Pasuk, Kol ma shilamad mishem ve'ebed masarlo. Whatever Yaakov learned from Shem ve'ebed, he gave it to, over to Yosef. We also know that uh, Oz is the Torah. Shunei emar, Hashem Oz la'amo yitin. So therefore, we read the Pasuk like this. Hashem be'ozecha. Hashem, because of the Torah that's called Oz, Yismach Melech. Who's the Melech? Yosef. Yosef was Zochel and Melucha, Man Malcher Abbanan. Bi Melachim Yimlochu. Just like the Tamidah Chemim are called Melachim. So therefore, Midah Kenegad Midah, he subjugated himself to the Torah. Therefore, he rose. The Torah elevates a person. Now, he says further, Vahatorah, he Sha'amdalo Bechot Sarotav. Yosef did not have an easy, uh, an easy time at all. Actually, he had a lot of tribulation. Number one, when he fell in the hands of the brothers and they tried to kill him. They threw him into a board. And then he was sold time after time till he came down to Mitzrayim. Then he fell into the hands of Potiphar and his wife. Uh, how did he survive it? How was he able to cope with all these tribulations? Says to be Yaakov Abu Haserah. It was the Torah that he had that stood for him. Listen to the words of the tzaddik. This is the way of Torah. Someone that's connected to Torah gets the protection of the Torah, not only when he's learning it, even when he has to close the book, even when he's forced to, to go out. Doesn't matter. He's a man that's connected to Torah. Torah protects a person and saves a person. And that's what it means over here when it says, Yosef HaSadik was zocher to many yeshuot, to many salvations. And how do you overcome all these? Only because he stood steadfast to the Torah. Could be that's why when he sent the message back to Yaakov Abinu, we sent the Agalot, which is Agla Arufa. He was reminding him of the suga that they were learning. Because he, would, he, would, he probably was wondering, his father's going to ask, how did you survive this? How did you go through all these years in the Mitzrayim in a foreign land? And he gave a remit to his father. That Yosef Asadik was able to cope only because Hashem be'ozecha, through Hashem ozla'amo yiten, yismach melech, melech is Yosef, and he had many, many salvations as a result, because Torah is magnaum matzla. Torah protects ben be'idnat da'asik, whether it's in the time that you're learning, or whether it's the time that you close the book. Now, if that's the case, the Benu Yaakov 
actually finds another allusion in this chapter to Yosef HaSadiq. So I'd like to jump to it right away. If you look in this chapter to Pasuk Tet. Look at Pasuk Tet. Timsa yadecha lechol oibecha. Yeminecha timsa sonecha. The simple explanation is, is that, again, when Mashiach comes, Mori Olam is going to find his hand uh, against all the enemies and uh, all the, uh, the Sonim and the Oibim. They're going to smite all the enemies of the Mashiach. That's a simple explanation. Right? The Bitsudot says, Tasigem, Obviously, Borlam is going to reach them, but no, they're not going to be able to get saved. Who can get saved from the, the hand of God? But he, he questions over here, what's the difference between an Oyev and a Soneh? Because the Pasuk says, Timsa yadecha lechol Oyevecha. Yeminecha timsa sonecha. Oyev, Soneh. To us, we always understood the synonyms, it's the same thing. But says the Rav, something very, very, very strong. He says, Akshav Hazar David Amelik Daber al Yosef. Again, he goes back to Yosef. David's talking about Yosef. Al Shinit Kaber al Yitzro, Givura She'en Le Ma'la Memena. Which means Yosef was placed in one of the greatest Nishonot possible, and that's the Nisayon of Potiphar, Eshet Potiphar. Now, we always thought that the, the seduction was from Eshet Potiphar. The wife of Potiphar, she was trying to, you know, seduce him, yom yom, as the Pasuk says. But uh, the Rav reminds us of a Midrash that Potiphar was just as bad. The, the man, Yosef, was very handsome. And therefore, Potiphar wanted to seduce Yosef in Mishkav Zachur, And therefore, it says, Seris Paro. Seris, Mesaresim. That he got his punishment so he would not be able to, Hadva Shalom, abuse Yosef. I'm reading the Rav. Ve'ine potifar ve'ishto, potifar ve'ishto, shenehem nitgaru be'yosef. They both went after Yosef. Degam potifar, kishikena'o, kavanato ayta, why did he buy Yosef? Why is he buying a Jewish slave? He didn't buy him in order to, to clean the dishes. He bought him nitkaven avera. Rak shekados baruchu serso. Good for him. What ended up happening to him? He became a saris. God castrated him. Ve'cholzeh, so he says, there's, we know the Satan is called the Samichmem. That's the Kawah of the Zachar. And we know that Satan has a wife. He has a Nekebah, and the Nekebah is Lamidyud, Lamidyud, Lili, with a tap at the end. And the Samichmem and the Lamidyud come together and they try to bring Tumah into the world. Says Rabbeinu Yaakov Abu Hsera, that Potiphar had inside of him the levush of the Samichmem. Potiphar was the Samichmem. And Eshet Potiphar was the Lili, the, 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 the female version. So could you imagine the Nisayon Yosef was in? He's getting over here double teamed against the Samichmem, the Ishto. So he says, and I quote, uh, the Samichmem netlabesh be Potiphar. Netlabesh be Potiphar. The only way he was able to overcome these this yonot was because he was gibor hayel, Torah, umetzvot, kedusha, tahara, zechut avot. So he says over here, Samechmem nekra oyev. 
ולילי נקראת שונא, דאץ אויב ושונא. דאויב זה סמך מהם, דאץ לזכר, ושונא זה דאווייב. וזה שמע דוד המלך ליוסף. אשריך יוסף, דוד גיבינג הקפלמנט ליוסף, אשריך יוסף, כיוון שיש לך יד ושם בתורה, ויראת חטא וקדושה, תמצא ידיך. You have a handle, you know, like an English you say, guy has a handle on it. You have a handle on the Torah, on the mitzvot, on the Kiddushah. Bezet temsaya decha lechol oibecha. Therefore, you were able to overcome oibecha, usamechmem, kishetetabet bevotifar. Viminecha temsasonecha. Hilili, kishetetabesha beeshet potifar. Kishetetabata alem v'lo yichlu lecha. So that, what he says over here is, look at the next pasuk based on this. Teshitemo ketanur esh. What is this pasuk referring to over here? When Mashiach comes, first of pshat. I'm reading pasuk yud. Teshitemo ketanur esh. They're going to be placed as if in a scaldron, a fire, of an oven that has a fire in it. Le'et panecha Hashem be'apo in God's anger yibale'em v'dochlem esh. All the enemies are going to be pulverized. In a burning furnace, like we read in the Zohar Kadosh this week, so the Atid Lavod is going to be a big fire. It's going to last for forty days. Who knows? Maybe a nuclear bomb. Who knows what, is, what the Zohar was referring to? It's going to be a big fire. It's going to consume all the all the Rishayim. That's the simple explanation of the furnace that's going to burn the Rishayim. But the Benu Yaakov learns it by a remez to Yosef. He comes along and he says. Sometimes, now we're in the Shovavim, we talk about these concepts. That sometimes Yetzirah gets into a person, he wants to make him sin, alayot, and immorality. And all of a sudden his body starts to overheat. The himum, when he feels that heat that's in his body, that's the fire of Gehinnam. Now it feels like it's a pleasurable fire, but uh, if he goes after that heat, it's coming to burn him. When a Kedub Baruch Hu sees that he's trying to fight it, and that's what he says here, this is unbelievable. When the Torah talks about arayot in Parashat Aharemot, how does the Torah begin arayot? Lo tikrebu legalot erba. Do not get close to immorality. Ani Hashem. What does it mean Ani Hashem? Says Rabbeinu Yaakov, the word Ani. What's the word Ani? Atun nora yakita. Aramaic. Atun over there, nora yakita. Is a fire that will burn. So therefore, Borealam is telling you, because that fire that's in the person that's drawing him to Arayot, Ani Hashem, Atun, over there, Noraya Kita, there's a fiery uh, uh, furnace over there. Lomar, Atun Noraya Kita, Vitapek, and then you have to try to resist. And then a good will help you. That's what it says in the Pasuk here. Ketanur esh, the hainu, kishebau la'atiyachah, when the Yitzhak comes to get you, like it came to get Yosef, 
Hashavta be'ota sha'a shetanur esh ba lesorfecha. Which means you placed that fire that you had inside of you as a tanur esh. You thought it was going to be a fire of, 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 of an oven. V'net apakta, that Yosef, you controlled yourself. Umiyad ha-kadosh baruchu ba'apo bela'am. Then what happened? Hashem takes over. You have to make the shtadut. And then ha-kadosh baruchu says, Abali taher, misayin oto. What happened? Borelam swallowed the yetzer. Priyamo be'eres tabuz amene adam, the potifan nestares, umiyom shahamad Yosef lo yalad im eshto. Uh, which means Potiphar got swallowed, which he wasn't able to be with his wife anymore. He became a Saris, like it says in the Pasuk over here. Priyamo me'eres te'abed. What is the Priyamo? The peri of Potiphar. Te'abed. He couldn't have perot anymore. Once he became a Saris, Priyamo me'eres te'abed. He lost his ability to, to multiply. And then what does it say? Vizaram ibn Adam. So he says that what? Kinatu alecha ra'ah. Why? They were trying to go after you, Yosef. Because they knew if they could be pogem Yosef, who's the Yesod, finished. There's no Berachah for Klai, because the Yesod is the pipe that feeds all the Berachah to the Malchut, which is B'nai Israel, which is uh, Klai Israel. So therefore, they knew if they could pogem Yosef, they finished. They had a, a plot. But they weren't, but they weren't able. They knew... Uh, the plan. So therefore, according to this, we have an understanding in these in these pesukim. Again, teshitemo ketanul esh. That the reason why Yosef was able to overcome it. Sorry, we start from tet. You were able to have a handle over the oivecha, which is the samichmem. Potifar yeminecha timsasonecha. Eshet potifar dili. Why? What was your what was your strategy? Teshitemo ketanul esh. When the fire of the Taba came inside of you, you imagine as if it's Tanur Esh. It's not a, this is not a pleasurable fire. This is a fire of Hadrashom Geinam. And what did you do, God? As a result, you swallowed them. And Adraba, the Esh swallowed them and did not swallow Yosef. And what happened? You made Potiphar a Saris, therefore his peri was not able to. Produce anymore, and you raise the zera from Bnei Adam. Because indeed they had bad intentions. They tried a plot against you, but it did not uh, succeed. So that would be David uh, giving a um, a, uh, a sheva to Yosef Hasadik. Uh, However, we would like to explain a botai this pasuk in yet a, a different way. I'm again, I'm in Pasuk Yud, Teshitemo Ketanur Esh. This is something that I saw from Rav Samson Rafal Hirsch. Uh, just for the record, the Botai, they made a new beautiful Tehrim. I'm not selling books here. I'm not a, I don't make any money on this. I'm just showing you a new sefer they printed from Rav Samson Rafal Hirsch on Tehillim. Beautiful. Uh, fantastic. I want to thank uh, Rav Moshe Stein. Caro, uh, from the family of Rabbi Yosef Caro, he's a member of our shiur for many years, and anytime there's a new book on the market, so he brings it to the shiur and he presented it to me, and uh, he did, made a little haktasha in the beginning over here, so uh, we want to thank him, and the uh, zechut of the author, Yagen Ba'ado. So in this chapter, on that pasuk, he says the following, Tishitemo ketanur esh, what is he referring to? He will place him in a fiery furnace. 
It's as if, it's, it sounds like the Pasuk said God's going to take somebody, put him in an oven. What are they talking about? Who's in the oven? So he says that if you open up Sefer Bereshit, you see that God told Abraham Abinu that he's going to take his children and put them in an oven. Where's this Pasuk over here? So I have the Pasuk over here in Bereshit, it's in Lech Lecha. You have a regular homash over there? Right over there. Open up, uh, Jaime. In Perashat Lech Lecha, it's Perek Tet Vav. Perek Tet Vav, actually, yeah, Pasuk Yud Zayin. Tet Vav Yud Zayin. Let's see, this is what where God is telling Avraham Abinu about the future of what's going to be with his... his well, you can't see me over all these books I see. Hashem. Put some of them down. Now, we have over here in uh, Pasuk Yud Zayin, uh, is the sun started to set. And it was very dark. Oh, all of a sudden there was a tanur and there was smoke coming out of the tanur. What's this tanur ashan? What was this image that Adam, that Avram Abinu receives normally in a prophecy? You know, you see a tanur. What, 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 what was the message that God was trying to show uh, Avram Abinu? tanur ashan. So says Rav Hirsch, that tanur ashan was a great prediction. Ze metaeret tekufat siblam shel Yisrael That was already imagery that the Jews are going to be put in the oven. The oven of what? This is going to be the oven of Mitzrayim. Who knows? Could be this is a, a remez. The Jews were put into the ovens. We know. Mamash. Mamash the Jews were put in. Who can believe such a thing? No other nation was put into ovens. And here already God already was giving a remez to Avraham Abinu about the future of the Holocaust. of That's going to be the plight of the Jewish people. They're going to be put in not only virtual ovens, Mitzrayim was a virtual oven. But Mamash, we put into ovens, Mamash. The ovens of Auschwitz, the ovens of, of, of Dachau. So he said over here, Ashan, with smoke bellowing. We saw the pictures with the smoke bellowing out of the furnaces, the smoke of human, human flesh. He says, Oh. But don't worry. He says, this is Rav Hirsch, genius. Ne'emar lanu, shehashem mishtamesh b'reshaim. He says, don't think. He says, what does an oven do? An oven, by the way, is a good thing. The oven prepares the bread in order to, to eat it. You can't eat bread without an oven. The oven actually is a metaken. The oven is something that rectifies. Especially if we're talking about a very hot oven, which we call a kiln. That hot oven that gets to 2,000 degrees maybe, we call that what the Torah refers to as kur habarzel. Kur. What's a kur? Kur is a very, very, very hot oven that they heat the metal in. Why? Because the metal has impurities in it. So how do they get the ore out of the, out of the iron? They stick it into this hot oven and it causes the impurities to come out. So actually... Although it might not be so comfortable if you're a piece of barzel and you're boiling in a, uh, in a kur, 
But when it comes out, it's refined. That means the refinement process, has to, it, 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 it goes to Yisurin. But ultimately, it's for the Tikkun of the Barzel. That's why you see the Torah when it refers to Mitzrayim, it also refers to, in this week's parasha, I think, uh, Kura Barzel. Why is it called Kura Barzel? By the way, I could have called it Kur Hazahav. I mean, any metal they put into a furnace. The reason why the Arizal says why they call it Barzel is because who was put into this fiery furnace? Egypt. Egypt was a fiery furnace. But the laugh was on the Egyptians because actually they were making the Tikkun on us. <laughs> they were actually fixing it. If the Egyptians knew this Hadush Rabbi Hirsch, they would never have done anything to us. They would, they would say, we're not touching them. Why, why should we do a service to them? So the reason why Arizal says why it's called Kura Barzel, because who was in Mitzrayim? The children of the Imahot, B'nai Israel. Who's the Imahot? Bilha, Rachel, Zilpa, Le'ah, Barzel. Kura Barzel. The Bore Olam took the children of the Imahot and he stuck them into the fire. So he comes along and he says, but look at the Lashon of the Rav. He says, Shehashem mishtamesh bersha'im. HaKadosh Baruch Hu uses the Rasha'im, Oyveh v'soneh Hashem, the enemies of God, Ketanur Esh. They're the fire. And what do they use them for? Kemachshirin hamivi'im yisurim kashim. They're the ones that bring the yisurim of B'nai Yisrael, the affliction. Ach memarekim ala tzadikim betcharon apo. However, what happens? The memarek. They purify the tzadikim in order that they should be prepared. Ulam, Umlam, im siyum tekufat yisurim, at the end of the yisurim, yavi Hashem ala adam atid hadash umushar yoter. After the yisurim, now the human being is prepared for a better future. A future that he would not be able to receive until he got the yisurim. The yisurim is a preparation for something, something great to happen. I tell you many times what I heard from Rabbi Uven Elbaz, Shmerei Wa'el. He said... The father of the Baal Teshuvah movement of our generation. He said something incredible. He said that there's a midrash that says that every esev, every blade of grass, has a malach, has an angel that's in charge of that blade of grass, shemake oto, and the uh, angel hits the blade of grass, ve'omer lo gedal, and tells the uh, blade of grass to grow. Rabbi Albaz asked me once, why does he have to hit it? Why does he have to just, he should tell the grass, gedal. So he came along and said, no, that the prerequisite to Gedal is a Makkah. You can't grow without Yisudin. Yisudin is the prerequisite. You need a Makkah, and once there's a Makkah, you should get ready. That's a growth spurt. And that's what happens, says Rav Hirsch, in, in Mitzrayim, that in order to receive the next plateau, or to reach the next level, or the next stage of growth, it's got to come with a, with a Yisudin. Listen to this Lashon again. Ulam. With the completion of that stage or phase of Yisudin, what happens? Yavi Hashem, God will bring Al Adam Atid Hadash. God will bring him a new future. So he comes out and says he gets something that he wasn't he wasn't suitable to receive before that point. So he writes Harshaim befishrehem. The Rishaim they didn't have this kavanah. The Rishayim, they were doing it with a, 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 a malice intent. They actually get the assist. They actually help the tzaddik. It's 
unbelievable. That means we once explained it. The pasuk says, "Anochi Adonai Elohecha Asher Hotzetika Meeres Mitzrayim Mibet Abadim." So it's interesting. Mitzrayim is called Bet Abadim. Now, why would Mitzrayim be called Bet Abadim? Mitzrayim is not the Bet Abadim. Mitzrayim was a free country. Mitzrayim is not Bet Abadim. It sounds like we were in Bet Abadim. We were not in Bet Abadim. We were in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was a dictatorship. Mitzrayim was a big government. Mitzrayim was a was a prosperous government. It just said Anochi Hashem Anochi Hashem Anochi Hashem Tzitzit Beis Mitzrayim. So we once explained it as follows. The Zohar actually this week's parasha says, Who is the Avadim? The Egyptians were the Avadim. The Egyptians were the Avadim. You turn the whole thing on its face. We were the Avadim. The Egyptians were the, were the masters. No. Explanation. So just, just so our members can understand it, I don't come to secularize these, these points, but sometimes the Mashal, you're able to get a... Uh, a better, better understanding. Now, you might not understand this, mashallah. I know a lot of our members are very sheltered and they don't know what goes on outside of the fu'amot of the tehillim and the Torah. They don't really don't leave the house that often. So forgive me if I have to uh, expose you to the things that go on in the world. But just again, as derech mashal. If anybody ever went uh, to get a massage, not uh, isur, uh, a person has a you know a little backache or something like that, so he goes to have a masseuse or a chiropractor. You like that better, a chiropractor? Okay, fine, a chiropractor. So what happens? You go to the chiropractor, and you walk in there. Oh, my back is hurting. Okay, no problem. He has a he has a table over there. He says, get on the table, and uh, you're lying on the table. And now what is he doing? You see the guy there cracking your back and he's banging your back. Okay, put your foot this way. He's squeezing you this way, turning you like a pretzel the other way. And he contorts you into all different positions over there. And what's the guy in the bed? The guy's screaming, oh, ah, oh. That. Now, if you walked in, you'd come along and say, who's the Adon and who's the Evid over here? It's clear. The Evid is on the table getting killed. And the Adon is the chiropractor. He's the one that's... Uh... Okay, now stick around for an hour. When it's all over... What does the guy on the table do to the chiropractor? Thank you very much. I feel much better now. He takes $100 and he pays him. He says, thank you very much. Now you realize that who was working for who? The chiropractor was the avid. And he was doing a service to the master that was on the table. All that Yisurin that he was doing fixed him. Now he's able to walk out straight again. He paid him. He did me a favor. Now this, use the same master. If you went to Egypt and you see... That by Mariru with Hayehem, Behomer, Bilbenim, all these things that went on in Egypt. You ask yourself, who's the Eved and who's the Adon? It's clear. The Jewish people are the Abadim and the Muslim are the Adon. Abotai, Mamash Lahefech. It says the Egyptians actually were the oven and they were purifying Kla Yisrael. They were doing us a service. And therefore, once the service was done, Borei Olam says, perfect, now you're suitable. To go to Matan Torah. Therefore, they were the Abadim. Hashem Asher Mitzrayim Bet Abadim. They were the Abadim. Mitzrayim was Bet Abadim. That's why we once explained. If you see, we say in um, in the Tefillah uh, every night in Arbit. For those that uh, pay attention, after Shema we read the Emunah Kol Zot, and here you see a reference 
uh, to Mitzrayim, like we don't refer to it that often, but over here it says, uh, You made miracles to Paroh. Mitzrayim is called the land of Ham. Who was Ham? Ham was one of the sons of Noah. Shem Ham, the Yafet. Now, from Ham came Canaan. I'm giving you the, the lineage. And from Canaan came Mitzrayim. So Mitzrayim is actually a descendant of Ham. So we refer to the land of Mitzrayim, Adbat bin Ham, the land of the children of Ham. Now, do you remember when uh, Ham and Canaan uh, made Avera? So Noah cursed them. You remember the curse that uh, Noah gave Canaan? Uh, what did he say? Eved Avadim. You're going to be Eved Avadim. Now, what does that mean, Eved Avadim? It should say, Eved, you're going to be an Eved to, to, to your brothers. Eved Avadim. How do you become an Eved to an Eved? Eved Avadim? Explanation is, Noah was saying, you're going to have children, and the children are going to be called Mitzrayim. And Mitzrayim is going to have slaves. But guess what? Eved Avadim. You're going to be the Eved to the Eved. <laughs> you're going to be the Eved to the Eved. You think you're the Adon? You're not the Adon. You're working for the Eved. You're the real Eved. To the extent that if Paro would have known how much favor he's doing to us, he never would have touched us. He never would have bothered us. That's the sword over here that Rav Hirsch is saying over here. They put us into a fiery furnace. And by the way, there's no difference between that fiery furnace and the, uh, the Holocaust as well. The Nazis think, that they, 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 they annihilated us. Adraba. That over there was a tremendous, tremendous tikkun. Hashem yom kom damam, obviously. We don't understand the, 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 the sequence of HaKadur Baruch Hu, But obviously that Yisurin, Torah niknit bi Yisurin. Look at the Torah that came after the Holocaust. Look at the Torah that grew after the Holocaust. Who knows if all that Yisurin that Chrysler had to go through in order to bring us to a, a, another Madriga or another, another plateau, as the Rab says, whether it's the physical Tanur of Nazi Germany or, or Poland, or it's the virtual Tanur of Kura Brazil of Mitzrayim, but Klayasil always comes out the better. And it turns out the enemy is always working for us, ultimately. Eved Abadim, Mibet Abadim. Based on this, I saw something incredible from the Tzor Amor. Rabbeinu Abraham Sabah, Allah Shalom, was one of the Migurashim from Sfarad, 1492. Uh, he wrote a tremendous sefer, again, the second book of the day that I'm recommending to our members, Tzor Amor, this is what it looks like over here, on Humash. It's a must. Rabbi David Abu Hasera uh, printed it recently, a new, new printing over here. Humash, it's, uh, it's beautiful. So over here, the Srodah Mor, he says an unbelievable thing. Hashem comes to Avraham Abinu, during and what does he tell Avraham? Your children are going to be slaves for 400 years. It's going to be torture, and it's going to be agony, and it's going to be the worst things. Says the Rab a simple question. Is there anybody softer than Abraham? Is anybody more kind than Abraham? Anybody has more rahamim than Abraham? 
שהיה אברהם על כל העולם, הוא ביקש רחמים על אנשי סדום, ולא ביקש רחמים לבניו. God tells Abraham, I'm destroying Sodom. And what does Abraham tell God? Don't do it, don't do it. 50 people, 40, he's negotiating. Who are you negotiating for? Sodom. Good. Now God says, I'm going to destroy your own children. And what does Abraham say? Where's the negotiating? How come he didn't negotiate this table? Yo, Abraham, you have more mercy on strangers, on the shame of Sodom, and you don't have mercy on your own children? The, the Sodomor can't understand how come Abraham did not... Fight back. How come he didn't resist it? How come he didn't protest it? That's the word. How come he didn't protest it? Not only that. He goes the other way now. Hashem This is like Avram Epti did all the tests. Avram reached a tremendous madriga in spirituality. So now God reveals to him in a prophecy. Now, if you were expecting... You would expect a beautiful prophecy. I mean, the reward of the tzaddik. And instead, God says, because of all your work and your service and your loyalty, God gives him such uh, terrible news. For no reason. What, what, what did they do? They said they deserve this. He says, He kept quiet and he didn't pray. It almost sounds like deja vu. Deja vu for those members that speak uh, French. That Noah. And the Zohar does not have a favorable opinion of Noah. When God told him that he's bringing the Mabul, Shatak. And what does the Navi refer to the Mabul? Me Noah. Right? Hurricane Noah. They named the hurricane after him. Why? Because he should have prayed. And since he didn't pray, he gets the, uh, he gets the credit for it. Lehavdil. This is, we should be calling Galut Avraham. We should name the Galut, not Galut Mitzrayim, it's Galut Avraham. You were the first one to know about it. You had a Koach HaTefilah, and instead of praying, Shatak Velo Hitpalel. That's the question of Surah Amor. You know what his answer is? Rabotai, hold on. This is, by the way, Surah Amor is one of the Rishonim. 1492 is Rishonim. Aval ha Bechol Zeh, it is known. Ki Hashem, it's a reward in the reward of Abraham's righteousness. Galut Misraim is called Besorat Tova. It's good news. Shel Galut Misraim. Ki Mikan, it is only from Misraim. Zachu Banav le Maalata Torah, Hakihuna, Hamalchut. Look what came out of Misraim. We got everything out of Misraim. All the Berachot. If we had not gone down to Mitzrayim, oh, that's the Kura Barzel that says in Sefer Devarim, Perek Dalet, We wouldn't have gotten any of these advantages. As the Gemara says in Berachot, Shalosh Matanot Tovot Natana Kadosh Baruch Yisrael. There's three gifts that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Yisrael. Bechulam lo netanan nahem el al-yedeh Yisurin. But they only come al-yedeh Yisurin. Torah, Eretz Yisrael, ve'olam haba. So you couldn't get the Torah unless you got Yisurin first. You couldn't go into Eretz Yisrael until you got Yisurin. So when Avraham Abinu heard this, what did he say? Shtavach Shemo. He said, He said, He said, This is the Makkah. 
the makad that's preceding the that has to come before the gedal. Therefore, he concludes, Velachen shatak Abraham. Therefore, Abraham remained silent. Vekibel ha He accepted the besora. He didn't say Baruch Dayana Emet. This was not bad news. Abraham the tzaddik understood. This is the only mahalach, like the Rav Hirsch said, and I quote again the golden words again because they're so beautiful. kashim. The goy, the goyim, the galut is like a is like a, an apparatus that brings yisurim kashim. They purify the tzaddikim. Ulam im siyum tikufata yisurim when the tikufat yisurim ends. Now, Yavi Hashem, God will bring the person, ala Adam Atid Hadash, a new future, ume ushar yoter. Now he's more fortunate than he was before. Now, only thing is, what do you think? You think that God's going to reward Mitzrayim for that? Uh, they didn't have the Kavana, which is, but all cannot come now and tell us, hey, Look at me here. I, I, if it wasn't for me, I, I, you wouldn't have Matan Torah. Amen. It's true. Uh, you helped us. If it wasn't for me, you'd have no Eretz uh, Israel. I gave you all the Yisurin. The only problem is you didn't say, You didn't say, You forgot to say, If you would have said, We would have given you credit. But you didn't. You did it al menat to destroy us. But, but you're trying to destroy us. And that's why it says in the Haggadah Shil Pesach, what's their kavanah? V'kadosh Baruch Hu matzilenu from chalotenu. Adraba, it's from the chalotenu that Hashem is matzilenu. If you ask the Egyptians retroactively, were you chalotenu or matzilenu? They say, retroactively, we were matzilenu. We were a chiropractor. We were a chiropractor. You came in with a backache. We cured all of your problems. Now you were able to be so kif kivuvim. At the end of the day, we, but we didn't realize that. We were chalotenu. God uses the hands of the chiropractor. The hands of the Egyptians, he uses their hands from their hands that are hands of chalotenu. They become hands of matzilenu. And therefore... Avraham Abinu, why, why should he reject it? Why, why, why should he fight it? Adraba, he said, Amen, Kenyan Atzon, Bemerabi Amenu. And that's the attitude of the Igui. And that's what the way the Rav says. Teshitemo ketanur esh. God, throughout the generations, is going to put Klai Yisrael in Tanur esh. We know it well, Lo Alenu. The Jews have always been put in the furnaces, have been put in the different fires. And ultimately, it's for our tikkun, in order for us to be in a higher place. However, don't need the Goyimah to get reward for it. That's why he says at the end, once, once God's finished with the Tikkun of the Tzadikim, then God now punishes the Rishaim. The same fire that was used to purge the Tzadikim God's going to take that same fire, and that's the same fire that's going to be in order to destroy the Rishayim. The same ash of the Tanur that preserved the Tzaddik is the same ash that's going to destroy. So you see over here, Abotai, we have over here in this chapter tremendous illusions. Number one, 
like Rabbi Yaakov uh, Bohasera uh, told us, the allusions to Yosef Sadiq and his rise to power through the Torah of Ozecha, Hashem Ozecha Yismach Melech, that he was able to overcome all his trials because of the Torah that he had from his father Yaakov, and how he was able to overcome the Oyev and the Soneh, which is Potiphar, which is the Samechmem, and Potif, Eshet Potiphar, which is the Lamed Yud, which is Ishto, and that's only again because he looked at the Yetzirara as Tanur Esh, as a fire that's going to bring him to Gainam, therefore he did not fall to the seductions. And Adraba, God ended up making uh, Potiphar a Saris, like the Pasuk said, Priyamu me'eres te'abed ve'ezerame b'nei Adam. And finally, as we learned from Rav Hirsch, that there's an illusion in this chapter over here, who's really the Eved and who's really the Adon. They were Abadim. We left Bet Abadim. And that's why it says, Eved Abadim They're going to be an Eved to the Eved. We're also the Eved. We were Abadim in the Pharaoh. But there was an Eved that was working for the Eved. Admat Beneham. In a song, we should be Zocher, that all the Yisurin that we've gone through the last 2,000 years, Bezat Hashem, it should also make a, a tikkun for us, and Yisurin should ultimately bring us to the Geulah. This chapter, as we said, is referring to the Mashiach, and therefore we say at the end, Ruma Adonai Be'uzecha, that God, in your power and strength, you should be elevated and exalted. Nashira Unzamera Giburatecha. We will sing and we will rejoice in your strength and your victory. Baruch Adonai Amen. Thank you. That's why. Rabbi, is that why he was called Potifera? Because he was a That's fairy? right. Azako Baruch. That's right. <laughs> Very good, Martin. Take able to drive and say Hedushim at the same time. <laughs> I'm a multitasker. Unbelievable. Very versatile on that. Keep your eyes on the road, honey. Thank you, Av. Okay.